2: Vault dwellers, wastelanders, it is time for the Fallout Lorecast. Happy holidays, everybody. It's getting further into December, and all sorts of fun things are happening, like cyberpunk's coming out really soon, and I know that has nothing to do with Fallout, but I'm super excited. Um, But we're back. We're for a regular episode of the Fallout Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and my confused-looking companion over here is Lainey, or Neos Pandora. Lainey, what's going on? How you doing? Hello!
3: I'm doing good.
2: Good, good. Like usual. <laughs> yeah, you're having some technical uh, difficulties trying to figure some stuff yeah, out? Yeah, I'm
3: just I'm very bright right now. I'm trying to figure out how to
2: Oh, you're not it. naturally um, ghostly white? That's not your normal That's, color? You would
3: think so by the number of streams I do at this hour that I am ghostly white in.
2: Mm-hmm. Alright, well uh, welcome back <laughs> welcome to also to everybody who is tuning in live on twitch twitch.tv slash robots radio and this week we are digging into another settlement that you can find in the capital wastes of fallout 3 and we talked about this a little bit last time laney what are we digging into this week we are digging into 10 penny tower this week 10 penny tower not nine penny tower Not 11 Penny Tower and definitely not 12 Penny Tower, 10 Penny Tower, because it is another settlement that is, um, uh, let's just say, doesn't uh, appreciate the ghouls very much. Oh, yeah, kind of got a thing going on not with that. At all. Not at all. So we're going to be digging in that into that stuff. I also was planning to do some news at the end of the episode like we did last week. But turns out that there's not a ton of news because the news is actually that on the 10th, which is the day after most of you will be listening to this, they are be go- going there be going to. Is that a, is that language? They're going to be having a big Reveal about some stuff up and coming, and we don't know what that is yet. So we're kind of on the fence there. But it's it's kind of a you know not a whole lot of news before the big reveal. But you know, there's been like double points going on in Fallout 76, and there'll be double XP and that stuff coming up. So um, definitely a good time to jump back in and do that stuff. But um, let's uh, let's get ready to talk about our topic, Ten Penny Tower. All right, Lainey. So what's the deal with Tenpenny Tower?
3: Oh, which deal? There's so many.
2: What's the what's the main deal? Who who is (laughs) the main deal? What is going on? Who is over there? What are they doing?
3: Who's over there? What are they doing? Um, Okay. so Tenpenny Tower, it's one of the settlements in Fallout 3. So in the capital wasteland in 2277, you can stumble across Tenpenny Tower or you can come across it a couple other ways. Um, it's West of the DC ruins and it's near Robco's main production facility. So it's not really hidden. You're likely to see it. It's very tall. It's Mm -hmm. actually, um, one of the tallest buildings in game. And it's unique because it has its own music in the lobby, which most other
2: areas do not have. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even know that was a thing.
3: It's really, it's a really cool location. Um, it's, uh, canonically built on the foundations of a plantation. Um, and it's, it's a cool building. Lots of people wonder if it's been inspired by other real life buildings since so much of the capital wasteland is and it's not. But it, they have confirmed that it's actually um, lightly inspired by Fiddler's Green, which is a skyscraper from the movie Land of the Dead.
2: Oh, so it's another movie reference because there's we know there's a lot of movie yeah. references in Fallout. Um, yes. we, in fact, a very early episode, I had Stuart on who I do now. I've now been doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast with and he talked about all the movie influences, um, but I hadn't heard of that one being a movie influence. That's that's interesting.
3: Yeah, it's really neat. And, you know, uh, it kind of plays into the whole ghoul underworld spooky vibe. Right. Uh-huh. Which is fun and definitely uh, makes sense <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yep.
3: if we look into to what all go- is going on here um before the war it was a resort for wealthy people to stay at and honestly not too different from what it is now after the war we have good old good old alistair tenpenny uh who was an englishman he's not even from america who knows how he got here probably on a boat
2: or a plane that would be my guess
3: but i mean it's 2277 (laughs) he doing here it's a little strange anyway uh-huh. he's an englishman and he's an entrepreneur uh-huh. so he's a very very fancy pants smart man or at least he thinks so and he has It's you have him you have his right man mr burke uh who you meet in moriarty's saloon we talked about him in the megaton episode
2: yeah he's the and one who gives you the deal and says listen buddy i got deal. some work for you yeah
3: oh yeah And they have a uh, protectron called Shakes, which you can also meet in the tower. So, um, back before the tower became a settlement, the three of them discovered it uh, and went
2: inside. Which is—it's not. I mean, it's one of the tallest standing (laughs) buildings in the wasteland, or at least this part of the wasteland. I. Can you actually claim to have discovered it, or maybe you're just the ones who were the first ones to brave going inside and claiming right. it as your own, they, right?
3: They definitely claimed it, you right. know, if, if nothing else. Um, and they had, they had a group of mercenaries with them, and they went inside and found that it was full of feral ghouls, which they very quickly cleaned out, and discovered while they were in there that it still had uncontaminated water that they could use and drink from. Hmm. Which is a very rare find in the wasteland. So they were like, well, this is a good place. You know, it's a big, sturdy building. We cleared it out. You're going to turn it into a home. So they, you know, started setting it up. Which is pretty cool. They, um,
2: sat- uh oh. Uh oh. We're getting some cutouts. We're having internet issues. Laney, come back to me. Come back to me, Laney. Laney, are you there? She's stuck. Oh, she's moving again. Hey, are you back? Hello?
3: Hi, back. I am back. I All didn't right. realize I was gone.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you kind of went, and then we're stuck for a while. So um, go back. So we had a question about the water. Can we go back to the water? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, so the water's clean? How is the water, the water clean? The water's
3: clean. I'm not sure how the water is clean, but the water is clean. There's no radiation in it. That's part of the appeal of Tenpenny Tower is that you could be there and drink the water and exist Kind of outside of the
2: radiation. Yeah, and what's also odd is that the tower didn't wasn't demolished. It is like the only standing tower. So I wonder. I have to wonder if it had some sort of I don't know magical field around it. Like, how does that work? Like, it's like the land the tower is on is not irradiated somehow. The water is not like. Are they pulling water out of the ground? If they're pulling groundwater out and cleaning it, then it's still going to be irradiated. Uh, they d- might
3: have their own
2: Did they have their own system? Their own system of water that maybe they I had a know. radiation cleaning system. I don't know. That's a I mean that's a really good question, right? Uh, it could yeah. be could be down to geology. Yeah, I don't know. This but is But it's
3: it's partially I mean it was a place where very wealthy people would go. They definitely had a lot of money coming in. They mm-hmm. probably could have afforded to have their own water source. Some separate sort of of water the system public or public water system. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I still, I still don't know where you would get the clean water, because that's, that's yeah, the whole premise know. of Fallout 3, is like, how do we get clean water, right? Um, Apparently,
3: Tenpenny Tower has it. <laughs>
2: I guess they have it, yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, they also have electricity, but not it wasn't still there. It was siphoned from the DC metro station, which does still uh, work. It still has electricity. Mm-hmm. And so they turned it, you know, with the water and the electricity, they've turned it into basically a, a real place that uh comes off as pretty pre-war as far as you could get mm-hmm. which is really neat yeah um, it's still it's
2: still kind of dirty and crappy and old looking but it's
3: definitely but, dirty and crappy and
2: old looking water and electricity that's a good start
3: yeah and it's i mean the the decor is all fancy you know they it was already a place where people would live and visit so it's full of beds and all the things, all the kinds of furniture you would need for a living situation, mm. which is really nice. So it's very convenient that they found this and it worked as well as it did. Um, they started, you know, if you look at Tenpenny Tower, it has the giant fence around it, those giant walls, which is a, a theme with a lot of settlements. They have to keep it safe. Um, and so in order to keep the tower like really safe and sturdy. They actually not only uh, built the wall around it, but they barricaded the tower itself with steel. Mm-hmm. So this place is this place is pretty solid. Structurally sound. Um, yeah. Very structurally sound. Mostly just to keep ghouls out. So they definitely don't allow there's a, there's a couple ways you can get it. Tenpenny would let traders come in mm-hmm. and he would let people with lots of caps come in. Right. If you were anyone else, <laughs> you're not allowed. <laughs> but he really doesn't like ghouls at all. Now these people do. And yet there are ghouls with them that are assisting them, but of mm-hmm. course it's it's a it's a pretty bad system. They're essentially enslaved. Um which is awful. It's pretty bad. But they are very prejudiced against ghouls in Tenpenny Tower. Um what else? What else?
2: What else? Wow. Yeah, that's that's one of the main themes of the storylines that come about in the in Ten Penny Tower is the whole yeah. uh, uh it's not really exploitation of ghouls but it's the um I don't know the uh, unfair uh what's the word I'm looking for unfair treatment of ghouls the um you know when you treat somebody bad just because they're different than you mistreatment
3: it's it's inhumane the yeah. way that they treat them. Yeah. They because they don't regard them as human, you know, not just the feral ones, but the non feral ones, the ones that can interact with them. Right. They don't like and part of that, you know, it's, it's it's really dark, of course, and sad. And what's interesting is one of the ghouls that you encounter in Tenpenny Tower, I can't I don't have his name written down, so I can't remember it. But he was a resident of Tenpenny Tower mm-hmm. back before the war. Yeah, and yeah. he was wealthy. He was the kind of person that Tenpenny would have wanted there, but now he's a ghoul, so he's stuck there and essentially enslaved.
2: Right. I, I do recall that. That is, uh, it is one of the I can't remember their name, but it is one of the characters that you meet and you find uh, you find out what kind of person Tenpenny is. This idea that yeah. like you you were included until now all of a sudden you're not one of us anymore, and so you are not included anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's also one of the first places outside of, say, um, uh, Megaton, you meet um, Gob, was that his name in the bar at Megaton? And I remember if fall through is your first fallout, that's usually the first ghoul you meet and you kind of go, okay, this guy's, this is a little bit weird. This guy's a little bit, you know, like what's going on with him? Oh, he seems to be a nice guy. People seem mistrusting of him. Okay. Maybe ghouls are nice people, but 10 penny tower is one of the first locations, at least that I came across where I. I interacted with a ghoul society. I didn't come across the underworld like we talked about last week until much later on. So 10 penny tower, especially because it stands out on the horizon. You can see it. It's a thing that you can travel to because you see it on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Um, was a place where I I went and then when you meet the ghouls and you find out like, oh, these are people and not only are these people, but they weren't always ghouls. And you start to kind of unravel that situation of like these used to be more normal people that I would have interacted with more normal, quote unquote, you know, uh, at least starting out human people that have now turned into ghouls potentially. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, it's an interesting location to come across, especially if it's the first time you've played a fallout game
3: yeah it's it's cool it's a good introduction to ghouls it was my first fallout game and you know between gob and then you slowly encounter more and more not just the feral ones that was really cool for me i you know i didn't know anything about them at all um Mm -hmm. and you know we all love a good story (laughs) so Tenpei tower is neat um it has all of the Basic fallout settlement uh, areas in it. It has shops. It has a bar. So it's got it's got a couple shops. It has the boutique Le Chic, the cafe Bouman. Boutique
2: Le Chic. Hold <laughs> <ha>. on. <laughs> wait, 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 Hold on, hold on. You do it. You do it, and then I'll no. do it. You do it again.
3: N- no. Come on,
2: dude, come on, dude. I
3: just did it. It's in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um <laughs> I think you so, said hon, hon. Oh, I'm not going to make fun of you. Well,
3: that's how people write it. <laughs> that's how it. you spell it, right? Right. No, it's so funny. It <laughs> was
2: a joke, dad. It <laughs> was a joke for <laughs> <Ma père>. uh, <laughs> mon père. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough with the French stuff. All right. So, <laughs> yours is
3: impeccable
2: well, it's peppy le pew that's the only reason i can do that <laughs> accent um, perfect all right
3: <laughs> sorry where were we at yeah. shops oh, Okay. so we have we have the boutique le chic we have Cafe <laughs> we have gustavo's armory and we have new urban appeal so these are the shops that you can go to um one of them, Boutique Le Chic, actually has the schematics for a dart gun, Ooh. if you're interested in that. You can buy it from... There's two people who work there. One of them has it, I think, before you blow up Megaton, mm-hmm. if you do, and one of them has it afterwards. So you can buy it twice, wow. if you want to buy the schematics twice. Okay. Up to you. But they're Weird. available. It's an Weird. interesting little Weird. little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then there's a bar, so that's called the Federalist Lounge and the bartender is actually uh, good old shakes the protectoron that was there in the sounding of the place. Yeah. Um, and then of course you have a clinic, so the the wellness center is the clinic there. So you get all the all the basic fallout settlement things. You got your shops, you got your bar, you got your clinic, you got your various living quarters. Um, you can steal from the shops of course you know they have a safe that you can steal from you can steal some merchandise kind of laying around you can pickpocket the people there but if you steal too much or even if you just steal enough at one time they'll leave they'll decide they'll they'll express their concern about the security and they will leave and you can no longer buy their goods
2: i don't think i ever ran into that that's interesting yeah
3: yeah it's, it's, it's interesting, for sure. Yeah. You know, Sometimes
2: there's these tiny mechanics, these kind of um, very specific mechanics like that. Like, not every vendor will do that, but some vendors in a specific area will, you know? And so you don't know to try it out until you run across it or read about it somewhere, and you're like, oh, wait, I guess that's a thing. Or you just run across it in one place, and then you assume everyone else will do the same thing, even if they won't. Right. One, of the, one of the interesting details about these games is how they aren't yeah. necessarily consistent with little details like that.
3: And I like, you know, you see the same thing with Megaton, just that you can lose access to something, something major, right? If you're, let's say you're living in Tenpenny Tower and that's like your base, you keep going back to it. And then suddenly you can't buy anything anymore because you goofed and you you stole too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
3: And Megaton's gone. <laughs> you've lost both of those places. What do you do? Uh,
2: you, know? you go to live with three dog hmm that's what you i do. mean i mean he seems like a cool guy
3: <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um so when you're exploring the tower it has three levels you can really go on the first being the lobby that has access to the shops and all of that stuff uh the second being the third floor which is where you'll find other people living mm-hmm. and then the last being the penthouse which you gain access to if you do blow up megaton and on the penthouse floor um your balcony is shared with uh, Alistair Tenpenny, and so sometimes you can still find him sitting out there with his rifle, yeah. just overlooking the wasteland, keeping just, tabs on things, looking out. for the next blemish to blow up, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so something you'll notice on your first uh, visit to Tenpenny Tower, no matter how you get there or where you are in other quest lines, is that there are non-feral ghouls that are attempting to get inside and are consequently denied, and they express to you and to each other that this is something that happens often.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You have a couple options of what to do about them. Tenpenny despises them. He refers to them attempting to get into the tower as his ghoul problem, and right. will ask you to try and solve it. Um, and there's a, couple, there's a couple ways you can resolve this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is the side quest Tenpenny Tower, where uh, you can either start it with the residents of the tower, or you could start it with the ghouls themselves, if you go talk to their leader Roy Phillips. Where on either end, they'll ask you to kind of resolve it. And for the people in t- the tower, that means killing the ghouls. Right. And for the ghouls, that means coming to a peaceful negotiation where you can kind of let them in.
2: Oh, no, we lost Laney again. Laney's Internet is the best thing that's ever happened in the world of technology, but she will be back in just a second i found you're back so um (laughs) so i want to like i want to expand upon some of the stuff that we talked about earlier in the fact that this may be one of the first times you run into ghouls and actually have to interact with them and because that's the case i I, and i and i'm curious about this for our listeners for those of you live right now and, and those listening listening at home um i'm curious about this when you played fallout 3 if you were new to fallout altogether How early did you come across Tenpenny Tower and when you met him and he said, I have a ghoul problem I need you to take care of. Was it your default expectation that it was feral ghouls and that feral ghouls, because that's what you run into mostly in the wasteland and and you probably hadn't had too many conversations with non-feral ghouls by that point. Your assumption would have been, oh, you've got a bunch of feral ghouls. I just need to go kill them all or something and come back and i'll get some sort of reward right that was and this place seems like a cool place it seems like a safe place to be this guy's a human he seems trustworthy like that was my initial impression and i'm pretty sure it was designed that way with that being a potential thing what do you think Laney?
3: i think that's true so obviously you will encounter the ghouls trying to get in in the beginning but if you don't have any experience with ghouls, you don't really know what the deal is with them you don't know if they'll eventually turn feral anyway
2: right that's the other thing how they work yeah yeah that's the other thing is once you meet them you realize they're not feral but you you don't have much experience with them so you don't Mm -hmm. know you don't know if it's dangerous like if i was if i set this up and i allow ghouls and humans to live together is that even safe is that right like what are they going to do do i mean do they radiate radiation on people if they're nearby like how does any of this stuff work um and so I feel like that's a wonderful that that level of ignorance matches many of the other people's ignorance in the wasteland because they never really give ghouls a chance. And so mm-hmm. it allows you to see things from their eyes. And of course, the more you play these games, the more you meet other ghouls and you learn the way things actually work, the more that can go away. And eventually people love ghouls. But that. Like that level of ignorance, I find really, really interesting because it really does match the way many humans in the wasteland actually interact with them and the things that they and right. their fears and the things they assume. Um, so it's really kind of a cool thing, but even though it's you know not accurate and it's not fair to the ghouls. It it is the way people think because it's the way we think until we are informed more. So I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just the nature of ignorance, right? The nature of ignorance and right. fear. Um, it's the way humans are we're you know we were we work this way biologically because it has kept us safe long enough to evolve to the point that we are now right but we live now we live in a world where that's no longer beneficial but then again if you were in a world like fallout where everything's out to get you and the world is a very dangerous place then wouldn't you You be be a little more careful wouldn't you be like if you meet someone who's a ghoul and you've already had dozens of feral ghouls try to attack you wouldn't you be a little uh, i don't know a little ptsd about it if you didn't really know any non-feral ghouls and realize that they're safe um it's It'd definitely be it's a dilemma yeah yeah it's, it's a dilemma how do i know i can trust you how do i know you're not going to try to eat my brains how do i know that those ones that were going to eat my brains don't act like normal people when they're not hungry you know like all of these questions yeah 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 all right so so continue on there's there's other ways to uh solve the quest line right
3: right so you can you can kill all the ghouls and that will resolve it things that tenpenny tower go on as usual you can also help the ghouls uh negotiate to move in in order to do this you have to talk to uh alistair tenpenny he'll tell you to ask the residents what they think about it you have to convince all the residents that it's a good idea and eventually they will move in um if you do this, Roy Phillips, the leader of this uh, non-feral ghoul gang is how it's referred to mm-hmm. in the game,
0: mm-hmm.
3: is he will uh, reward you with the ghoul mask, which I actually referenced last uh last episode uh and it's really cool so lots of people don't end up coming across this because you have to go through all these steps to get here not just the tempenny tower stuff but also you know maybe the megaton stuff if that's what leads you here it's it's a lot so some people don't make it this far mm-hmm. um and don't even choose this path so they don't know that the ghoul mask is even a thing but it's super cool it's very helpful you put it on and feral, feral ghouls just ignore you they just think you're one of them. They don't care anymore. You can go yeah. anywhere you want. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Once I got it in the game, I never took it off.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember this. I remember this because you were pretty young when you played through fallout three yeah. for the first time. And, um, uh, creeping through the wasteland is probably the best way I would explain your your gameplay at that point. You were very very careful. You were afraid of any anything, and you tried to be as non confrontational as possible. So when yep. you found that mask, <laughs> I if I re, if I recall correctly, you finding that mask led to you playing the game a lot more. Yeah, because you were like, yeah. I'm not going to get attacked by these guys anymore. Awesome, and then you played way more than you did before that.
3: Yeah, there were whole areas that I wouldn't go to because there were too many ghouls.
2: Yeah, and, and so I was,
3: I was very young. I was scared.
2: Yeah, and so now you were at that point, you were just like, okay, well, I can just walk around, and they're not, and and for a while there, you were even cautious about it. I remember you were, you were like, yeah. I just don't want to get, sure I'm sure still not going to get too close, close to them. To them. Yep. Yeah, yep, I won't get too yeah. close to them because maybe they'll realize I'm not a ghoul. No, they're dumb. They think you're a ghoul. It doesn't matter how close yeah. you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: For sure, yeah. It's a great, it's a great uh item, especially for me. That was, I mean, that was one of the first games I ever really played a lot of. Uh, I had like Oblivion was before that, but this was the first one that was like sci-fi like,
2: role-playing game. Yeah, yeah. That you really um, dove into. Yeah.
3: So it's pretty cool. That definitely uh, affected the way that I play games now in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So it's really neat. So that's um you know two ways that you could go across and figure this stuff out you know you got you can save them you cannot save them um alternatively you can just kill everyone in tenpenny tower i know lots of people like to (laughs) play games like that and just destroy areas and you're welcome to do that um if you do do that it will automatically put you at the point of the quest where you can go to roy phillips and tell them that they're free to move in so they can just take it over which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do let them move in with the people there and you leave and you come back a little while later and you go inside, you'll find that there are no more people and that there are lots of ghouls. and you can ask them why there are no people. And they'll tell you that they got in a disagreement and they had to kill them all.
2: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've played through all of these scenarios. Because it's one of those locations on other playthroughs I would make a point to go back to, partly because of my curiosity about what happens with Megaton, because of the tie to Megaton and the bomb, uh, but also because of the multiple potential outcomes and wanting to see what would happen in each. I think I found this whole dynamic very interesting. Like, can they get along peacefully? Um, And after the mid-break, I want to talk with you and then also our our uh, live viewers about the ways that they solve this problem initially. What was your first go to? Because many people will on multiple playthroughs will end up doing things that, you know, is against their gut instinct because they just kind of want to see what happens or they want to play a very different character. But usually your first playthroughs tends to be the thing that you're most likely to do if you were in the situation. So I want to talk more about that coming up. Anything else to wrap this up before we move on to other stuff?
3: Yeah, I'm actually, there's two more little details here about about this in general. Mm-hmm. Um so, if you go and you kill people in the tower, or you kill Tenpenny because he's atrocious and you want him dead, uh, <laughs> there's
2: he, another des- quest. he deserves to be murdered. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's another quest tied to him that that will launch you into. So, uh, there's a quest you can start in the underworld with this guy. He's a ghoul. His name's Mister Crowley, and he basically used to work with Tenpenny and some of the mercenaries that. They all, you know, they all worked together and wanted to find expensive loot. And so Tenpenny sent this group out to go find things and the mercenaries wanted more of the share for themselves and locked Mr. Crowley in a room full of feral ghouls, assuming he would die, uh-huh. which he did not. And so now you have to go in and... Uh, kill them all and there i mean there's a bunch of different ways to solve that quest too it lots of different outcomes um but if you go ahead and kill tenpenny separate of it it'll just launch you forward in that quest anyway (laughs) 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 which is cool i'll just tell you to go tell him that he's dead (laughs) which is fun also um if you do that quest and you whether you lie and like convince everyone that you killed those mercenaries or if you actually kill them mad dog will start talking about how those people are dead on the radio Mm -hmm. because the people that he asks you to kill are very influential people in other areas of the game like alistair tenpenny and it really affects how the game goes which is cool it's a it's a really cool thing i wish there was more of that in some of the more recent Bethesda yeah. games actually
2: yeah ties between like the the powers that be that aren't necessarily the main people you know, like not not uh, it would be the equivalent of like, oh, you got to off Maxon, and then you got to go take out father. And then like, it's not like that, but like these other influential characters who are not who may not be, say, the heads of organizations that really have a whole lot to do with the main storyline, but are known quantities, you know, mm-hmm. um, that that is a really cool feature. I agree.
3: Yeah. Um, and my last thing is about a little a little bug in the game where. Yeah uh if you do you know if you have the the ghouls move in and they kill everyone eventually right like they do mm-hmm. uh, there's a bug <laughs> where when you go you have to go talk to the intercom actually there's two bugs i just remembered that other one you have you go talk to the intercom in order to get through the gate every time you go through right and when you talk to it there's a guard that talks back to you and it's a human and it continues to be a human <laughs> even after the humans are gone this guard doesn't exist anymore And he still talks to you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That's awesome.
3: (laughs) Um, And then the other one that I actually, I just remembered is if you, I think if you like explode the gate enough, it'll never close. And so you don't have to talk to anyone. You can just walk in.
2: You just like blow it up?
3: Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if you blow it up or if it just, I think it just glitches it out. It just glitches out. It thinks that it takes damage or something and then it just doesn't move anymore. Huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is
3: Interesting. I don't know if that means that like enemies can also come through and I don't know what that means for the ghouls either, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a, it's an interesting little bug. It makes it so that you don't have to talk to the intercom every single time you walk through.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Obviously the glitches in these games are classic. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize the thing about the, um, the, the gate,
3: the guard. Yeah. I'm sure,
2: I'm sure there's videos for this. Um, that we can look up in the future. Well, cool stuff, Laney. Thank you for putting all that together and presenting it. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about this after the break, but we've got some other stuff to cover before that. So let's go ahead and move on with the middle of the show.
5: Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve.
2: So here we are in the middle of the show and first, Before we get to thanking our patrons, I want to let people know that after this show, if you're watching on the live stream uh, and as always, this is Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you're watching on the live stream, we will be having another "Are You Smarter Than Twitch Chat?" trivia game, and this week's contestant is Fire Rider. And I will be asking in future weeks for people who would like to volunteer as a contestant. You have the chance to win up to 10 stream loots packs. So you need to be able to be on the stream live with us Monday nights. You need to be a current subscriber to the stream, and that can that can be an Amazon. Uh, You know, uh, Prime, they have a new. Prime Gaming, isn't that what they're calling it now? Uh, Prime Gaming sub is fine, too. However you want to subscribe to to the stream, you have to be a subscriber. You have to be available. You have to be able to be on video and audio in order to play with us. And that will start as soon as we're done with this episode. And if you are a patron, that will automatically be tacked on to the end of the episode as your extended version of the episode. So the only ways to check this out are either if you're a patron and you want to listen to it, if you want to catch it live and potentially win prizes if you can beat... The contestant by voting for answers that are going to fool them or by watching the videos that go up on youtube later so those are the main ways to, to check out the show um so stay tuned for that stuff So here we are. In the middle of the show, this is where we thank our patrons. Thank you so much to our patrons. We already have two new Tier 4 patrons this month who will be joining us at the end of the month to join us on our chat. And it's always a great time, and it's always fun to have new people on there, especially to get their thoughts and opinions about the show and about the, the lore and the stories of Fallout and their experiences. It's always a good time. So if you're interested in joining us, if you're interested in getting ad-free episodes, if you're interested in listening to extended episodes, any of that stuff, check out patreon.com slash For that stuff and become one of these awesome people who help support us and make us able to do what we're able to do So thank you very very much Also, because we just wrapped up the previous month this week, we're going to be reading out some of our reviews to say thank you to those of you who took the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So we've got a few here and I'm going to get through them pretty quickly. We have Angus Jameson from Canada who writes amazing show five stars. This show is amazing, but I only have one question to ask the cargo ship in fallout Four, south far south coast, which is a French Raider with a French Raider gang in it. That's the question. I, I, why is there a French Raider gang in it? is maybe the question, but um, that's the way they wrote it. So I don't know. We'll have to look that up. If anybody in chat knows, please please let us know. Why is there a French Raider gang in the ship in Fallout Four on the south, far south coast? I feel like I've read about this before, but I don't remember specifically the details off the top of my head. So thank you for the uh, five-star review. Angus, very much appreciate it. And then we have Arisanthony. I think is how you pronounce it from the U.S. who wrote, thank you, update. They updated this review, so we'll be rereading this one. I've continued listening and decided to update my review. This podcast is great for anyone who's a fan of the Fallout series. Great lore and the discussions and everything we all love about these games. The only thing I could ask for is more. Thank you, and for new fans, enjoy. Well, thank you for the updated review. That's awesome, very, very cool. And then we have Sam Zors from the United States who writes, Sam B, as the title of the review. Thank you, Sam B. Um, Five stars. If you're looking for Fallout lore, look no further. Robots does his research, Robots with Zeros, and has a great cadence that is easy, enjoyable to listen to. And I messed up the way I said that, which is ironic. Uh, Truly has brought me back to the series. Love the show. Keep it up. Big old smiley face. Well, thank you very much, Sam Zors or Sam B. And then one more. Wow, man, that's pretty cool. Is the person's name from the United States who writes, I love your stuff. Five stars to just started your podcast and I love it. Please keep up the good work. Smiley face. Thank you very much. Wow, man, that's pretty cool. I think you are pretty cool. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for leaving these reviews. It really does help. It really does help our rankings. It helps people know about the show, know that it's a good show, and know what they're going to be in for when they decide to put us in their ear holes. So, thank you very, very much for all of that stuff. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show.
1: If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
2: So, let's talk a little bit more about Tenpenny Tower. I want to hear... Lainey, I want to hear about your first experience with the tower, some of what your decisions were, how you if you recall, how you decided to solve the situation there. And I'd also like to hear a little bit more about some of our our chats answers to to these problems. And we've got some notes in here, uh, things like um uh, NV courier in chat says that they killed Tenpenny and dropped him off the side of the tower. <laughs> I think I may have done that on one playthrough also when I realized that you could actually jump off that, that ledge. like you That's part of the outside world. You aren't like a little instance encased place that just looks mm-hmm. out. You actually could, you know, things fall off the side. I think even the first time oh, I right, killed him.
3: He, he shoots from the tower. To blow, yeah. Or no, he its just a detonator.
2: It's just I'm a lying. detonator. But,
3: but he does shoot things off the balcony sometimes.
2: Right. And I, I think there wasn't one instance where, and again, I'm thinking back like a decade now, but I think there was an instance where I shot him and the gun fell over the side of the tower and I couldn't pick up the gun because it like fell off. I might be making that up, but it might also be real. I don't remember at this point, but I feel like something fell off. Maybe it was the gun. Um, so what are your memories about playing through this section of the game?
3: Well, I um. I definitely went there the first time because of the, the Megaton debacle mm, <laughs> and debacle. Um, I did not want to blow up Megaton. So I don't think I did it on like the main game I was playing, but I did the, the second time around. And that's when I got to really explore the tower and, and do all of that stuff. I thought the penthouse was really cool. Um, so yeah i had a lot of fun there and then in terms of the ghoul stuff i really want everyone to get along all the time and so i play games like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i it was really important to me that i could get them all to work out um but for some reason i don't think i did i remember like i definitely tried and i like went and talked to the ghouls and i think i went back to the tower and he told me to like talk to all the people in the tower and i think I don't know if there's charisma checks in there or if I just didn't try hard enough, but I don't think I did it. Right. And I think I just stopped there because I didn't want to kill them.
2: Yeah, I think it was one of those things where like if you didn't have enough charisma, if you weren't leveled enough to really achieve that or to know what to do to do it, like you you Mm kind of came up against a wall. You weren't able to do it.
3: Yeah, so that's that's what I remember, but it's also it's been a long time.
2: Yeah. So uh, this is funny because Envy Courier and Firewriter say um, that they didn't know that they were all going to die. I had the same exact experience my first time. I met the ghouls after being told to eliminate them. I realized that they were regular people who just happened to be turned into ghouls. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe there's a solution. To allow these people to live here also and everyone get along right because that seems like the good solution let's all be friends let's all get along and uh, if I recall correctly I felt like I was setting up the situation in order to get them in the tower thinking that I could then make it to the tower before them and have the opportunity to talk to the people in the tower in order to get them to be okay with the idea that the ghouls were about to show up. I think that's probably the way I thought I could play it, but (laughs) guess what? You can't do that by the time you... And and it's like, I'm like, oh, they're still here. I just have to go back through this area and go back into the tower it's fine i'll get there before they do no 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 somehow they teleport and they get in there and they slaughter everybody and it turns into mass chaos and then i felt really really bad but then i didn't feel so bad because they were a bunch of douchebags anyway and i just kind of moved on with my life um because it's a video game now had that happened in the real world i probably would have felt really really bad about that but yeah I I decided you know what I'm going to side with the ghouls because screw these guys School's turn to have place to live. <laughs> screw them <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, somebody who was in chat said something like oh uh, Nekomata wrote I sided with the ghouls and killed all those fat faces and fancy fools yeah that, that, was kind of the, <laughs> oh that was kind of the thing like I at some point I just was like you know and they were all kind of jerks and you know felt like they were better than everyone else so yeah I'll, I'll side with the ghouls on that so yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the way I went about it. Um do you have any other thoughts on this, lady?
3: Um not I mean other thoughts. Um I think it's kind of funny to give ghouls fresh water. Right? That's like cuz they the don't need things. it.
2: Cuz they yeah. they can drink radiated water cuz the radiation doesn't affect them or at least it doesn't right. affect them the way it would humans.
3: It affects humans. Yeah. It's funny to provide them with a space that like part of the appeal is that humans can live there.
2: And then well. not let <laughs> humans live there. <laughs> yeah. That that's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't think that I would be okay with the ghouls then lording over the place and not letting humans in either i think i think my assumption is like hopefully you guys learned your lesson and you're not going to be jerks to other people just because they're different than you and you're going to you know even if you killed the people who were there because they were jerks you're at least going to learn to be nicer to newer people who might show up on your doorstep I mean, they're nice to you. They are nice to you, but you also you all. But you you did them a favor, right? You're the one who you're the one who set them up with the opportunity they'd been waiting for in order to take the place. Um, So it makes sense that they'd be cool with you because. You did did them, you did them solid, you know, but I don't know. I don't know that they would be like that to anyone else who showed up after that point. And what's unfortunate is I don't think we have an example of that. I don't think we know. Mm -mm. And even if there's a like a a trader who came by or something that was like automated, it's not like he went to live there. You know, they probably were fine with, you know, trading with him. Um, Interesting stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nick Amato says here, um, you will learn something about me. I hate people who are prejudiced against ghouls. Yeah, it's I, I don't like anybody who's prejudiced against anybody, but it also works backwards. You know, like I don't think ghouls should yeah. be prejudiced against humans. In fact, I think it would be really cool to have some sort of expansion. I've talked about this before for Fallout 76 that allows you to pick different kinds of characters to make and try to interact with the world as if you were a ghoul. Um, that I know would that would be really be, awesome. That would be a huge update. Because you'd have to have new dialogue for so many of the NPCs who are now in the game to react to you differently because chances are they would Um, some of them wouldn't, but some of them would. So you'd have to rework some of that dialogue. Um, You'd also have to have probably different perk cards. If you think about it, like ghouls would have different upgrades than humans and radiation by default would affect them differently. So You'd have to build out a whole different kind of character class for this to work. An intelligent Deathclaw, yeah. Or what about a super mutant? A super mutant would be be cool too. Or what if you what if you got to be an alien like the Flatwoods monster? That now we're just getting crazy. All right. Well, I killed a Flatwoods monster today. Yeah, I heard. I heard you. You ran into some. Did you kill one today?
3: Yeah, I killed one today.
2: Nice on stream. was so my first one on stream. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So people can probably go back and, and look at your vod and, and check you out as you do that. Um, <laughs> yep. An intelligent sea slug crystal king is has the best ideas ever if anybody ever needs an idea for a thing he's the guy to ask well any this was really cool thank you for taking us back to 10 penny tower and uh reliving the wonderful times with a bunch of people who were ridiculously racist at least in the ways of the wasteland with each other um <laughs> a classist yep Speciest. Cool i mean they are
3: classist
2: they're definitely classist. and yeah yeah
3: They got a
2: lot going on. They got a lot going on. (laughs) Where do you think we might go next time? Next week? Any other thoughts on other, or or chat, where do you think would be a good place to go? I, I think we've been kind of on this trend with Fallout 3, so other locations in Fallout 3 could work
3: um yeah i've been like hopping from each one that makes sense
2: yeah the republic of dave rivet city yeah rivet city is definitely yeah. a good one we definitely have to hit a rivet city that's one of the big ones
3: maybe rivet city will be next week people will keep bringing it up
2: yeah i think i think that's after megaton that's probably the most well-known city mm-hmm. in fall three uh rivet city would definitely be cool uh the kingdom of tom <laughs> i don't think that's a thing <laughs> irafu irafu how do you pronounce that name i forget and the family yeah uh, nuka-cola place <laughs> a little mini episode yep there's there's some cool ones that we can definitely hit um well cool guys well thank you for joining us again for the fallout lorecast stay tuned if you are a patron or if you are on the live show for our game show our fallout trivia show called are you smarter than twitch chat with our guest fire this week <laughs> And Laney, thank you for joining me. Feel free to jump off once we uh, wrap up the show. And everybody else, stay tuned. Stay tuned for our game show. Don't go anywhere because you could potentially win some loot crates that have prizes in them. So stay tuned for that stuff. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for being here. Stay safe in the wasteland. We'll see you next time. plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net. also look up the robots radio youtube for videos about fallout and other things and check us out on twitter twitter.com slash robots this podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash fallout lorecast including our tier 5 patrons fire rider and azen thank you so very much for your support
5: Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
2: All right, everybody. That's a wrap. All right, let's do our game show. Thank you, Lainey, again. Hey, it's I've got a little guy here. Oh, look. Hey, little guy. <laughs> look at you. Oh, he's
3: like floating.
2: Yeah, he's he's all glitching out. He's wearing a Stormtrooper onesie. It's a good fit. Yeah, me, me undies Stormtrooper onesies. Good stuff. Alright, say goodnight to everybody. Goodnight.
5: Night.
2: Night. <laughs> Sleep good. Love mm-hmm. it big. <laughs> Make sure you close the door. Thanks. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Feel free to jump off, Laney, and um, we'll get fire Hi. in here. And we'll you get all fired. set up. He looks good in them. Yeah. Yeah. You like the new background? It's just it's just an image. Um, I'm actually about to swap it with a blur and put the screen down. Um and I'm gonna get my jacket on. And Fire, feel, feel free to jump in and don't go anywhere because you guys are gonna be voting on answers and trying to fool her so you can win some prizes. Let's do it. Chat, are you guys ready? Here we go. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the most famous game show on the internet. I just made that up. Are you smarter than Twitch chat? This is the game show where we find out if our guest, Fire Rider, is in fact smarter than twitch chat when it comes to fallout lore and this week specifically we have lore about the ghouls of fallout and i promise i came up with this topic before i even knew that fire writer was going to be our contestant but she is super big into the ghouls and so this is the perfect topic for her now how does this game work if you haven't ever seen this game before the game works by we ask five questions and on each question The chat will get to vote on what they think the answer is or more specifically put what they want the answer to be because Firewriter will then either agree with them and say that they're telling the truth that that is in fact the right answer or disagree with them. Now it's in chat's benefit to fool her because if they can fool you three times out of the five questions, they will get a loot pack for all five questions. In chat. So they will get all five loot packs. And in fact, I'm changing up the rules. This is the way I originally did it. I'm actually going to change this. Each question is worth two loot packs. And whoever wins that question gets those two loot packs. This is the way it's going to go now. So if they beat you on the first question, that that's two loot packs that will go to chat. If they beat you on the second question, it's two more loot packs that go to chat. If they beat you on the third question, then that's two more loot packs that go to chat. Got it. Yes. If they beat you three times, then you don't win any of the loot packs and they actually win all 10 loot packs. If you make it to the end, you keep any loot packs that you collect on your way there. Without if you haven't lost three times. Does that make sense? Yes. So here we go. I'm kind of changing up the, the way this gets is actually better for everybody and more people get loot packs. What are loot? What are loot packs? These are stream loot packs that work on stream. They have all sorts of things like. Images and gifts and sounds and they can make me do things like push-ups while I'm streaming all sorts of crazy stuff But they also include things like $20 Amazon gift cards or if you collect five of the very very special ones You can get a hundred dollar Amazon gift cards or PC game keys or t-shirts or even the opportunity to guest on a future podcast All sorts of fun stuff. So here we go. Are you ready fire Rider? I hope so. All right. I, I gotta I gotta do the ghouls proud. Gotta do the ghouls proud. Okay. So this is how it goes. <laughs> we'll put the question up on screen. Chat will have one minute to answer as long as the music is playing. And when the music is done playing, that will be the answer that we have to go with. Here we go. Question number one. What is another phrase for ghoul? And this is used. This is actually used in the Fallout games. Is it one necrotic posthuman? Two, the dead walking, or three, radiation ramblers. And chat, you can put one, two, or three in chat in order to answer that question. Now remember, you aren't necessarily looking to give her the right answer, or are you? How trustworthy is chat? That's the question. So, so far, we have some votes for radiation ramblers and necrotic posthuman more questions more uh, more questions more answers are coming in any thoughts on this while they while they vote fire i feel
4: like i'm i'm, I'm screwed right out of the gate <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm leaning towards one just based on the things that i generally see but i don't recall specifically any of them being used but uh there there is one that i'm leaning towards just just based on i could see it in a uh,
2: in a uh, terminal somewhere. Okay, and which one is that because we we're out of time number one and their answer is three radiation ramblers Now, do you think that they're telling you the truth? Do you think they look this up and they're trying to help you out? Or do you think they're trolling you? I think they might be trolling me <laughs> So you're gonna go you're gonna go with they're trolling you because you think it's probably more likely to be number one
4: I feel like it's more
2: likely to be one. All right, let's see if you're if you're correct about that oops i'm sorry i hit the wrong button first it is actually this one woo-hoo. there you go yes you are correct <laughs> sorry my I buttons aren't labeled yet. the little the woohoo <laughs> button means you got it correct it, it, okay. it, is, it is in fact number one necrotic posthumans. it is not radiation ramblers they were trying to fool you on that like one just
4: a little bell in my head yeah <laughs> i'm just like that sounds right that sounds very fallout yeah that has
2: that has been used before as a way of explaining the ghoul. so that's one correct answer so you are on your way they have four more chances to fool you so let's see if let's see if they can do that all right question number two here we go the ghoul city of necropolis was founded in what year is it one 2077, that would be the year that the bombs fell, the Great War Two 2080 three years after that, or three, 2083 so six years after the bombs fell City of Necropolis, City of Necropolis was from Fallout 1 it's out there in the western waste area any thoughts about this, did you play Fallout 1? Did
4: I play Fallout 1?
2: No, I did not. (laughs) So all three of these answers are very, very early in the storyline. They are. They're they're very similar to each other. I was trying to see if there
4: was anything I could... It's like I kind of want to say one because it seems like maybe they were just there from the get-go.
2: Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know... Okay, well, the answer that they came up with, with the vast majority of the votes on this one, is number two, 2080, three years after the war. So, did it take three years after the war for a bunch of ghouls to found the city of Necropolis? What do you think? Is this the truth, I'm or are, gonna are they go trolling ahead and you? Go with, I'm going to go with truth this time. All right, so let's find out. Did it take three years before the ghouls founded the city of Necropolis? Oh, no. Nope. It actually took six years. It was 2083. That is actually the answer. Six <laughs> years later for them to found the first city in that part of the world uh, founded by yeah, anybody. After, I really need to play one and two. I after war. missed out on a lot of good stuff. I know. All right. So that's one correct answer. <laughs> one false answer. Congratulations, chat. You guys have claimed two loot packs and when these get sent into chat, they will be on the link and the first two people to click the link will be able to claim those packs so make sure that you've got your fingers or mouse clickies (laughs) ready for that stuff after the game is over alright let's go to question number three let's see here are you ready
4: yes sorry I was looking at the chat no no problem (laughs) which
2: of these is not a rare non-feral glowing one glowing ones being a type of ghoul Jason Bright number one 2, Patrick Gibbons, or 3, Oswald the Outrageous. Which Which of these is not a rare non-feral glowing one? I'll let let them vote for this one, I know. Alright, votes are coming in. Non-feral glowing ones are very rare. It's most of the time you see a glowing one, they're feral. Uh, But there are a few instances in the games where Glowing ones are not feral ghouls. Getting a lot of answers here for number two. Some more answers for number two. Looks like number two might sweep it. Oh, we got a got a vote for number three. Throwing some doubt in there, some doubt into the pie. All right, time is up, and the main answer here is Patrick Gibbons. Number two was Patrick Gibbons, not. A rare non feral glowing one.
4: Well, I know for a fact that number one and number three are, so it has to be him.
2: Well, let's find out. Woohoo! You're correct. You are correct. <laughs> yes, number one and number three. You know your ghouls are, in fact, non feral glowing ones. Patrick Gibbons? Mm, feral. I don't glowing even know thats that is. That it, doesn't even yeah. like, the name doesn't even... Doesn't even register? Rainbow. Well, he is nope. a named uh, feral <laughs> glowing one. So, uh, yep, doesn't doesn't fit the, uh, the thing okay. there. All right, so that's two correct answers. Congratulations. Now, chat, you guys still have two more questions to fool her to claim all of the rewards for yourselves. Can you do it? Let's find out. Question number four. Here we go. Which of these animals have we not seen ghoulified? Mole rats, number one, gorillas, number two, or squirrels, number three? Does anything stand out Mm -hmm. about this one? I'm positive we've seen ghoulified gorillas. The other two, um here. Yeah, gorillas are big. They're a lot more like humans genetically than say mole rats or squirrels, which I can't
4: remember when, but that is in my head as like I feel like that's happened.
2: Okay. Are you leaning towards either I'm of the others?
4: i trying to think I'm seeing um, a, like a mole rat or not. and I'm trying to kind of visualize the squirrels in 76. Um I kind of want to lean towards mole rats because those squirrels are pretty, pretty brutal in 76. (laughs) I'm almost wondering if that's what's going on with them.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, time is up. Yeah, time is up and gorillas won out by one vote. Yeah. One vote over both mole rats and squirrels. So do you think, you think there are, uh, do you think gorillas are not, are an animal that we have not seen ghoulified? I think gorillas are not. You think you think gorillas is the answer? That we have not seen a ghoulified gorilla?
4: <laughs> Sorry. Are, are, are you thinking, weird, are you, do you think we've seen a ghoulified gorilla? You were
2: saying before that you think we've seen a yeah, ghoulified gorilla. No, I think. So the I answer couldn't that, be uh, gorilla for, for not. Right. right.
4: That's what I'm trying to say. I think that the answer is one.
2: Okay, so you think that...
4: And I'm glad that my life does not depend on this, but I think that the answer (laughs) is (laughs) what?
2: Okay, so you think that chat is trolling you on this one? I do. All right, let's find out. Woohoo! Congratulations! (laughs) You got that one right as well. It is, in fact... Mm, Do you want to guess which one it is? I'm still leaning towards mole rats it is mole rats we have not Yay! seen a ghoulified <laughs> mole rat we've seen ghoulified squirrels but not ghoulified mole rats isn't that strange you think with all the mole rats oh, running around you would have seen one nope no no never
4: never, ever recalled seeing a goo- mole rat so yeah. it's kind of like
2: yeah well, congratulations all right chat you still have the chance to fool around on one more question to claim two more loot packs you have claimed six of the loot packs fire rider so congratulations on that. If you can get this next one correct, then you've gotten four correct and we'll double that. That will be, well, no, I'm sorry. Four correct, that's the way I used to do it, but that's still two loop packs for each one. So you'll get two more loop packs. Basically, that's the way it works. All right, I'm changing the rules on myself and now I'm not even, I'm confusing myself. But anyway, here we go. Number five, final question. Two loop packs up for grabs, here we go. Who created a policy to protect ghouls in the year 2205? One, the NCR, two, Lions Brotherhood, or three, Good Neighbor? Hmm. What do you think about this one?
4: I think it has to be number one because the other two are too far in the future.
2: See what chat says. We got votes coming in for the NCR. We got votes coming in for Good Neighbor, none for the Lion's Brotherhood. Too far in the future. The uh the NCR and the Lion's Brotherhood definitely existed at the same time.
4: Yeah, but Lion's Brotherhood would have been around 2270. Something. He's not that old.
2: He's not that old. No, he's not that old. You're right. (laughs) So the time is up. The answer on the board is the NCR. Do you think that this is correct or do you think this is incorrect? Are they telling you the truth or are you being trolled? I think it's correct. All right. Let's see. Congratulations. It is correct. You got four of these. Correct. Chat, you were able to fool her on two. That means firewriter that you will be awarded 8 stream loot packs. Congratulations. That's Great. almost a clean sweep and chat you guys will be getting two and I'll be putting those in the channel for you. So congratulations. How does it feel to be somebody who is in fact smarter than Twitch chat? <laughs>
4: They are very smart, so I I don't feel right claiming that title.
2: (laughs) Well, you won. You won four of these, and they weren't able to fool you on 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 more than just one. So, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you for being a contestant, and I will be sending out the loot packs, and thank you everybody for tuning in! Until next week, when we will be back with another quiz show, and if you are somebody who is subscribed to the channel, then subscribe to, specifically, the Twitch channel, then you could potentially be a contestant. I'll be putting up a notification around Monday-ish next week, before the show, and just saying, hey, who's out there would like to be a contestant? So if you are active on the Discord, that is probably the best way to get on that, as soon as possible so all of those links are in the show notes feel free to check those out and come back and uh, join us again in the future fire rider congratulations hopefully you get some good stuff in the packs i'll be sending those your way yeah. in just a second all right everyone sounds good uh, thanks for tuning in <laughs> and that's it cut very good good work good work <laughs> hey and i represent cool as well yeah yeah you did all right so chat <laughs> Hang on, because I gotta send. I gotta create two packs for you guys, and you can fight over these. The first, first two people to click the link will get a free pack. There you go. That is up, and then Firewriter, I'm gonna gift you eight packs. Holy crap! Nice work, (laughs) Firewriter. There you are. There you go. Good luck. If anybody gets anything good, let me know. Let me know if you yeah. got anything really good. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Do you know too much about ghouls? It's just I had no idea you <laughs> well, were be the one. I didn't know you were gonna be the one to be on the show this time. I was like, that's Oh, that's hilarious. Funny.
4: That's funny. <laughs> well that worked out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Yep.
4: If you'd asked me about uh like the enclave or something, I would have been like
2: well, ah, <laughs> give you a short. I don't know. Um, they're bad guys. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. that's about what the extent of my knowledge should yeah. be. Yeah. Well, if anybody gets anything good in those packs, let me know. Fire if, if you get anything good, let me yeah, know as I'm looking, well. Um, well I'm to feel quick. free to use those. It behaves itself. Yeah, and if you're interested in helping support the stream and you'd like a chance to potentially win something, then you can buy stream uh, streamloots packs. Also, um, you can get a whole bunch of them actually for pretty pretty good discount Um, You can also take any of the cards So those of you guys who have these packs you can take those cards and you can break them down Just like in some of the games where you get some of the stuff in the packs that You don't really want you can actually break them down and then use the use the money you collect or whatever It's called in order to make the cards that you want to get. So that's a lot of fun as well
4: So these are quite amusing.
2: Yeah, which ones did you get?
4: Give buddy bought a whole pizza reverse the headset
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Running around. <laughs> Try running around and fall sometime and with your head set flipped. It's weird.
4: I've run around wearing that
2: thing <laughs> on my head. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, also, um, here, I'm gonna shout out your channel because you stream as well. Uh oh, I gotta do SO. What am I doing? <laughs> SO Firefighter. Doing? <laughs> there we go. Um, so go check out, her, everybody should if go subscribe to their channel. This,
1: this is great. Emergency
2: services directly from- Echo, turn off! What are you doing? <laughs> I have no idea what that was about. If this is an emergency situation, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Collecting gameplay disruptor cards. And you're just going to like, just drop them all, all on me all at one time. Yeah, see that's the thing, is that like, if somebody collects the right combination of cards here, they could totally give me a heart attack. <laughs> i said fire <laughs> oh maybe i did maybe that's what i, I, I was said
4: looking at them earlier and then i was like oh they they should not be used i was like no i really shouldn't use any of these during a the
2: podcast I yeah some of them you can't really them. use during a the podcast <laughs> they, don't, be, they don't really work rude. <laughs> yeah and some of them in the, in the small print actually say things like uh has to be used during mm-hmm. gameplay stream or something like that but um
4: yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah
4: i just but, haven't been able to catch you
2: yeah over the last week or so. That's fine. I'll, it'll it'll happen. Don't worry. Uh, you know what's mm-hmm. going to happen is Cyberpunk's going to come out, and I'm going to be in the middle of playing some sort of like intense thing, and then someone's going to be like, turn your headset backwards, do five push-ups, and <laughs> like, and then start making gunshots happen that sound like they're right behind my head, like right here, and I'm going to be like, oh, God! And I'm going to have a heart attack. It'll just, I'll be like out of breath from like, do 50 push-ups. <laughs>
4: Like, and I'll be like, call nine one one and they're gonna be like, where do I go? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you
2: look up this address? He lives on the, internet. on the internet. He lives on the internet. That's just where he lives. And yeah. he's in Florida. Yeah, somewhere in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World. He lives in Disney World. That's that's the place sure. I know in Florida, right? Disney World or sure. mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for hanging out. Um Lainey is Setting up, is she playing? She's setting up at least, uh, or maybe playing already ESO. So that's super fun. We're going to go raid her. So we'll pass on the stream to her. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And um, yeah, there's me. That's my stream up right now. And Fire, thank you for hanging out. Congratulations again. Thanks. Um, I don't see her on yet. Yep. See you later. Bye.
5: This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear. Like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA. From growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together.